This is The Nun Report. I'm Dan Nunn. This is where we talk truth, freedom, and a little bit of weirdness on almost a daily basis. Today is Monday, January 9th, and it's good to be back. I was out for a couple of weeks. I normally take uh, between Christmas and New Year's off, just kind of get a little breather from everything and, and get away. And then, oh, guess what I got for New Year's? I got COVID. And yes, it was COVID. And I know that some of you will say, oh, it was a cold. And basically, it was a bad cold or a flu, but it did test positive as COVID and it was kind of, it was kind of shitty, but, um, but I got over it. It was bad for a few days. I took some ivermectin and as soon as I took the ivermectin, bam. So don't sit there and tell me that, you know, ivermectin has been used and, and proved for over 10 years, uh, to be effective against different viruses, RNA viruses, or so don't, don't sit there and say, oh, it's horse paste, this and that. That's a whole nother show. I do plan on talking about that. But what I want to cover, a lot happened last week while I was out. We, of course, we had the House uh, thing that went on where we were trying to elect a new speaker. And McCarthy was finally elected, as everybody, including myself, predicted that he eventually would be. And I think we got a lot of worthwhile concessions from him in the process. We also had the J6 anniversary where, um, you know, of course, the politicians, the Democrat and liberal politicians had to have their dog and pony show and give out a bunch of medals and make a big deal about the, you know, the worst day in history of the United States, including worse than Pearl Harbor, worse than the Civil War, worse than 9-11. Yes, people were traumatized. It was horrible. It was an inside job. I'm going to do that show too. We're going to talk about that as well. We're going to talk about the, the 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 speaker race and then if we have time we're going to get into uh biden's dog and pony show that he did down on the border on sunday when the news cycle was covering everything else he went into a nice sanitized el paso where they cleaned up for him to make sure that it wasn't too crummy when he came let's get started her name was ashley babbitt and that's a-s-h-l-i B-A-B-B-I-T-T. Let's not get the spelling wrong because it means something. Because this person was a human being with hopes and dreams. A small business owner, a veteran. She was 35 years old. She was a 12-year veteran. She served our country for 12 years. She was in Afghanistan in 2005. She was in Iraq in 2006. She received... Awards, including the Iraq Campaign Medal, as well as a Global War on Terror Expeditionary Medal. She was a hero. And she was a patriot. And she was a conservative. She voted for Trump. She believed in Trump. She questioned the election. That was her crime. And for that crime, she was killed. On January 6th, Ashley Babbitt, along with many others that were instigated and propagated by the folks of Ray Epps and other, um, I think, FBI. There was FBI on the inside for sure. There were police letting people into the Capitol. There are a lot of questions that the new Congress, I hope, will search out the answers to regarding what actually happened on January 6th. Did bad things happen? Yes. Were these people boneheaded idiots for entering the Capitol building? Yes. Did they get caught up in the emotion in the moment? Absolutely. Should they be shot and killed for it? 
Ashley Babbitt was. She was trying to come in a window. Officer Michael Bird, a veteran, a veteran who, by the way, back in 2019 was investigated for leaving a loaded clock in a restroom. Cops don't just leave loaded guns laying around, at least not responsible cops, but this one did. And on January 6th, he happened to be at the Capitol building with his gun drawn. He wasn't in uniform, by the way. He was wearing plain clothes. So he wasn't identifiable as a police officer. Ashley Babbitt was climbing into a window. She was unarmed. She wasn't threatening anybody. She was simply climbing in a window. And he shot her. And killed her. And I think it's worth noting on January 6th that the only person to die on the Capitol grounds that day, the only person to die on the Capitol grounds that day was Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed by a Capitol police officer. What was he doing pulling his gun on unarmed people? And I posed that question. So they went out and they tried to, you know, they honored the officers that supposedly lost their lives on January 6th, which is a complete lie. It didn't happen. No, not a single police officer, not a single one lost their lives as a result of this protest slash riot. Not one. But they'll sit there and they'll say five of them did. They'll say that all kinds of officers were, were killed as a result of January 6th. That's a lie. That's a narrative that they're repeating. So that was out there on social media. And I said, and they were getting... Tr- Medals and stuff. And I'm like, what did Ashley Babbitt get? And I'm going to show you some of the responses I got on social media. I think it's important to to note. I'm not doing this to shame these people. I'm doing it to show you. When I say that these people want you dead, when I say that the liberal mind literally wants you dead, I'm not joking. I'm not exaggerating. They do. They don't just want to have complete control. They want conservatives dead. Joe Cat, this is the guy posed to my question, what did Ashley Babbitt get? He said, when you try to overturn your government, you will be met with adult consequences. He supports police officers killing innocent civilians. This woman, shot in the back, she was breaking and entering a locked place and she shouldn't have been there. She broke through a window and was shot crawling through it. Law enforcement doing his job. I bet if a person broke through your and crawled through your window, you would justify shooting them via the second amendment. Big difference. First of all, I'm not a law enforcement officer and my house, I'm allowed to shoot people when they come into my house. Okay. I can protect my property and my family. A public police officer. I mean, these, these people actually believe they're, they're condoning the fact that a, a police officer shot 
and killed an unarmed American citizen. And these aren't trolls. These are real accounts. I checked them. I'm leaving the troll accounts out. Let's buzz through a few more here. This guy said, Trump should be charged for her death. He was responsible for involuntary manslaughter should be the charge. Make him pay. This person, to me, what does Ashley Babbitt get? The terrorist? Nothing. This guy, Chase Waters, and she effed around and found out. This is a person who had family, who had dreams. What does Ashley Babbitt get? A freaking headstone and a trip to oblivion. Thank you, Alexander. I'm going to bounce through just a couple more. Because I think it's important to point out just how these people think. Because I think a lot of you think I'm crazy. Boogeyman, it's his Twitter handle. If she had only complied with the officer's orders, she may still be alive. Ashley Babbitt, domestic terrorist, played stupid games, won a stupid prize. Let's go on to a few more. Merrily Shke, she got what she deserved, what they all deserved. I said this person supports police shooting unarmed citizens in the back and killing them. She says, not in the back. She was breaking into the Capitol building and she was stopped. She was told to stop and she wouldn't. This should have happened to all of them. She believes that every single person that was going to the Capitol building should have been shot and killed. That's how they think. And I think it's important to recognize that. I think it's important to call these people out for what they are. Randy Price. Congratulations, sir. You made the highlight reel of the Nun Report. She should have learned not to break the law. With police officers with guns drawn ordering her to stop, people have said, but she wasn't armed. What difference does that make? If you refuse to stop breaking into a public building with who knows what in your pocket. So police should just go around killing people if they don't know what's in their pocket. That's what this guy is saying. He's saying that, so what? It doesn't matter that she was unarmed. Who knows what she had in her pocket? So by this guy's logic, police should just go around killing people because they don't know what's in their pocket. They're fucking crazy, okay? These people are not sane. They are not serious people. They are mental. They're lunatics. They're useful idiots. Every single one. She should have complied. We're justified in killing citizens now. If they don't comply, just just fucking shoot them. Daniel, 
and she got exactly what she deserved. She was a former military. She knew exactly what she was doing. No memorial for insurrectionists. Do you see what our government has done? Do you see what the Democrat Party has done? They have demonized anybody who was on the Capitol grounds on January 6th and made them into some sort of less than human being, some sort of less than civilized person, made them into terrorists. Therefore, killing them is completely justified. And it is the Democrats, as Nancy Pelosi and her whole cabal and Biden and the wicked commie party that go parading as Democrats that is responsible and the lapdog media who sits there and puts out their talking points as if it's true. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. She got what she deserved, says West Coast Willie. A long, eternal dirt bath. I could go on all day. These people are disgusting. Kurt Schlichter put it well, and I agree with this 100%. If you were some lib sissy and the minor fracas of January 6, 2021 emotionally scarred you, good. You are weak and your suffering amuses me. These snowflakes, and the ironic part is all these people who are perfectly fine with police killing unarmed American citizens simply because they don't know if they have a gun in their pocket or not, are the same people that want to take away your guns. They're the same people that support all the stripping of the Second Amendment, taking away gun rights for legal gun owners and leaving guns only in the hand of criminals while they propose and promote and support law enforcement going around killing people, unarmed citizens, for not listening to him. What do you think? What did Ashley Babbitt get? So, of course, the White House did a big thing. And then Hakeem Jeffries, the guy who thinks that he's going to be the next Barack Obama, he's now the House Minority Leader. He's the appointed one because that's how they do things in the Communist Party. People don't earn their positions, they become appointed. They did a little ceremony and they thought they would honor the police officers that were so-called, supposedly killed on January 6th. Now invite the families and loved ones of the officers who are no longer with us to read their names. Brian David Sicknick. Howard Charles Liebengood. 
Metropolitan Police Department officers Gunther Hashida, Kyle DeFreitag, and Jeffrey Smith. Officer Billy Evans. Okay. I will say that it's sad that these people died. It's sad when anybody dies. Unless they're a psycho killer. These police officers did not die on January 6th. They did not die as a result of January 6th. They died from other reasons. The Democrat Party is using them. They're marching them out there. They're trampling on. They're disrespecting their death. They're disrespecting their lives. And using their names as political pawns in their game. These people did not die January 6th. They did not die as a result of January 6th. The only person who died as a direct result of January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. All right, let's lighten it up a little bit here. This is where we get into a little something weird. Remember back when, uh, you know, COVID, man, they were they were covering basketball hoops. You couldn't go to gyms. You couldn't go to the beach. You couldn't go hiking. You couldn't exercise. You couldn't, you know, play tennis without touching other people's balls. Unless they're from the same household, has to bring their own tennis balls so that you don't touch other people's tennis balls. Um, with your hands. You can kick their balls, but you can't touch them. I'm going to blush. Sorry. Um, of course, if you're, Look at this guy. He's if like, you're playing with someone in your house, guy to her you left. touch those tennis balls. He's on out. To avoid confusion between whose balls are whose, you can use a marker, like a Sharpie, to mark out to put an X or put someone's initials. Yes, don't forget to initial your balls so that they don't get confused with other people's balls. Uh, yeah, yeah, at least some humor came out of COVID. It wouldn't, it'd be, it wouldn't be so sad if she wasn't being serious. Oh my gosh. So we had the speaker race and... Um, Yeah, let's just start here. This is the House Minority Whip, Catherine Clark. She is a complete communist. This person is a complete tool shed of a person. She is so hollow inside. She makes a piece of Tupperware look smart, okay? I'm not kidding. And in fact, it looks like she's had a little work done along the plastic lines of Tupperware. America is going to reach its borrowing limit sometime later this year. Obviously, the United States government is spending more money than it is taking in. Um, are you willing to consider any spending cuts? Will Democrats accept anything other than a completely clean bill to raise the debt ceiling? Let's look back at the Inflation Reduction Act where Democrats put in place $1.7 trillion in deficit reduction. 
And how many votes did we get from the Republicans? You reduced the deficit by spending $1.7 trillion. You can't make this shit up. These people are trying to spend their way out of a financial crisis. That's like having all your credit cards maxed out and trying to go get other loans, high risk loans, high interest loans, in order to continue spending money that you don't have because you've already maxed out all your credit cards. And then saying that by doing so, I'm making my financial position better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bring this up as a, as a precursor to, to what I'm going to talk about with what went on in the election of McCarthy as House Speaker. She went continued with this. You know, we have shown, Jake, that Democrats stand ready at all times to work for the American people. And it is exactly the American people and the solutions they need to meet the challenges that were completely left out of the speaker's chaos we saw this week. It not only endangered our country's national security, but it also showed that the keys have been handed over to extreme. All right. Where do I start here? Um, I wrote down a list real quick. All right. Uh, so she, she got in all the buzzwords, you know, she got in, um, she got in chaos, of course, because that's, that's the marching orders. That's their, that's their memo. Uh, the, the election of the house speaker was chaos. It was, it was a threat to national security. I'm, you know, I'm disappointed in the fact that she didn't say that it was a threat to our democracy, because that's always a great rallying cry for the Democrats. This is a threat to our democracy. I'm surprised they didn't bring that one up and, and regurgitate that because they love that one. But no, it's a, it's a threat to national security. And we've also turned over the party to extremists. Look, coming from a party that has done nothing but the absolute extreme communist agenda, you've got nowhere to talk about extremism. We are constitutional conservatives. We want to bring this country back to where it was supposed to be, a Jeffersonian era of constitutionalism. And when I listen to her talk, this is what, this is how I respond. I just picture this. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So we had a little bit of, uh, Drama, I guess you could say. I don't think it was chaos. I think it was, in fact, I think it was very democratic. I think what happened with the selection of the speaker was exactly how it should be. And it was transparent. It was in your face. It was how every single bill, every single law that goes before Congress should be addressed. It, it should be transparent. There should be public debate, not backdoor deals, not deals where nobody even hears about it. There were deals made here, yes, but it was completely transparent and public. Everybody knew what those deals were. Everybody knew that McCarthy was going to have to give up concessions if he wanted to get the votes of the Freedom Caucus. And while I'm talking about the Freedom Caucus, it's funny to me, not funny ha-ha. The legacy media, when they're talking about the Freedom Caucus and her, the minority whip, all these, all these fake news people, all these fake people, fake politicians, fake Americans. There, I said it, fake Americans. 
they will sit there and tell you that the Freedom Caucus is a bunch of radicals and how horrible they are and how demonic they are and how, how they're a threat to national security and they're extremists. Well, I'll tell you what. You know how many people there are in the Freedom Caucus? There's, it's not just the 20 that were holding out during the speaker vote. There's about 35, 35 to 40 members of the Freedom Caucus. They're going to vote that way. They're going to support constitutionalism, less government, less regulation, more accountability, more transparency. So they demonize all these people. But what about the squad? How did they treat the squad? The squad was four, just four, four radical communists. And they were praised as innovators and they're going to shake it up. And they're the young, new blood. They're, they're exactly what the party needs to breathe life back into it on the Democrat side. The squad was hailed as heroes, as innovators. But you get 35 people in the Freedom Caucus and they're the devil, evil, extremists, threat to our democracy, threat to national security. You know, I tell you, I think every single vote should be decided exactly how this vote went down. What did we get? We got some concessions. Jeffersonian motion to vacate the chair. One person, by the way, was the rule until Pelosi got in charge and said that you needed more than that. Jeff, so this allows a single person to make a motion to remove the speaker if he goes back on his word. Yes, it still takes a majority to remove him, but one person could do that. A church-style committee, this allows us to look into the weaponization of organizations like the FBI against the American people. A vote on term limits. Single-subject bills so that another $1.7 trillion backdoor deal omnibus bill can never, ever happen again. You had a handful of people go behind closed doors and decide how they were going to spend $1.7 trillion of our money. And nobody else had a time to read the bill. They just rubber-stamped it. They put out a 4,000-page bill, spent $1.7 trillion designed and decided on by a handful of people behind closed doors. And it just got put through. That will never happen again with the new rule. Single-subject bills that should be debated exactly the way in the open. I hope there's yelling on the House floor. I hope there's screaming. I hope there's fistfights. I hope there's duels, pistol duels. Let's go back to the real old Jeffersonian days. Let's settle it like men. Maybe people would stop being such idiots if the consequence was a ball of lead in their heart. Texas border plan is going to be voted on. A budget that stops an increase in the debt ceiling and holds Senate accountable and emergency funding and all COVID mandates funding. 72 hours to read a bill. I think it should be a lot more, but they're going to get at least that couple more things. Freedom Caucus members are going to be on the rules committees that are going to help make rules. McCarthy, Pax, and Pax will not be primary Republicans. There's no reason why you should have Mitch McConnell and others going up to support Murkowski in Alaska against another Republican that was trying to unseat her in a primary. And it wasn't the only place they did it. A select committee on the weaponization of the Department of Justice reveal salaries of government officials. Those all sound like good things to me. 
They sound like things that the American taxpayer and the public should know. They don't sound radical. They don't sound extreme. It doesn't sound like a threat to national security, certainly. It's crazy. And then you have Dan Crenshaw. And we're going to wrap it up here with some things that he had to say. This guy is an absolute tool shed. What a huge disappointment, man. When this guy came into office, I had high hopes, man. He's he's a a former Navy SEAL. He's a veteran. He seemed like a good guy. He lost his eye in battle. I mean, he gave it up for our country, right? And kudos for him. Thank you so much, Dan Crenshaw, for your service. I'm sure that as a military person, you are a hero. As a politician, you are an absolute abject failure of a politician and it's it's making you a failure as a human being. For members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. And that's what it is. And anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. They lost those debates. That should have been the end of it because that's how a team works, right? You hash this stuff out, you figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Oh my God. This guy is so full of himself. More important than everyone else's and you'll keep going. And you'll threaten to tear down the team for, for the benefit of the Democrats just because of your own sense of self-importance. That's exactly what's happening here. We will not. This guy sounds like a Democrat right now. He's projecting. He's completely projecting who and what he is, a narcissist person who's completely into himself and projecting that onto the Republicans that he doesn't agree with. I don't for anyone else the car. These people think they're stubborn or more stubborn. They think they're not going to get the communities there. What's funny is he's not going to be on the committee. <laughs> he's not going to chair the committee. <laughs> He's not going to chair the committee. Couple more things on Crenshaw. Institution of rules. Well, Byron Donalds is running. Byron Donalds is running, and and you don't, you don't think he's a credible he, candidate. He, he started. He started five minutes ago, and no, he's not a credible candidate. He's, he's a freshman <laughs> who started five minutes ago. That's not running. He didn't raise hundreds of millions of dollars to win the Republican majority in, in multiple election cycles. No, that's not a credible candidate. But is there? Are, are he, you or anyone I know? In- Okay, Donald's was has been in, elected in 2020. Crenshaw has two years on him, two years, 2018, and he he sits there. Oh no, Donald's is not can't be taken seriously. He got here five minutes ago. Seriously, dude. So that means you got here ten minutes ago. Who appointed you the mouthpiece of the Republican Party? You're sounding more and more like a Mitt Romney every day, or or even worse, maybe a maybe you should have been on the J six committee with your other sleaze ball Republicans. But this was the topper. He did a radio interview where he proceeded to call Republicans that didn't agree with him terrorists. Get another scalp and another scalp, whether it's 
whether it's Boehner or Paul Ryan or then McCarthy, Scalise would just be next and we all know it. We just can't allow that to happen. That's why those of us are saying, like, look, you pushed us into this corner, so now we're now we're saying we won't vote for anyone but McCarthy. That's why we're saying it, because we cannot let the terrorists win. That, that's basically what... We cannot let the terrorists win. Here is a man calling other people in his own party who are trying to represent the people who were elected to go back there and be American first candidates, who were elected to go back there and be constitutional conservatives, calling them terrorists. His own party. Says they're taking scalps. Somebody needs to call him out for that. It's kind of racist. But don't worry, he came out and apologized, if you want to call it that. Dan Crenshaw walks back terrorist comments against GOP House members. Look, this, is, this was Dan Crenshaw. He says, look, things get heated and things get said. Obviously, to people who took offense to that, it's pretty obvious that it's meant as A turn of phrase, Crenshaw said. It's a figure of speech. People need to lighten up and grow some fucking thick skin. That's what I think about that. I am so sick of the like of these hurt feelings. I already got criticized earlier because I called them something else. You know what? You step in the octagon, be ready to get punched in the face. What a huge chunk of dog cow dung this guy is. Calling someone a terrorist is just a figure of speech? It's just a figure of speech. I called you a terrorist. You sound like a freaking Democrat. They love to throw out labels and call names and you sound just like one of them. You're a punk. You're an idiot. A useful one. And you're playing right into their hands. You're not a conservative. You may as well just join the Communist Party, Dan Crenshaw. You and your eye patch. Because the Democrats like to call us racist, white supremacists, domestic terrorists. Oh, it's just a figure of speech. You sat there and called people on your own team terrorists. Said if they're going to get in the octagon, you're going to punch them in the face. They're not your opponent, asshole. You're on the same team. Here's the none better take of the day. It's good to be back. I've kicked COVID's ass twice. Year and a half ago, natural immunity lasted me a year and a half. I'll take that. I got it again this time. It's done. It's over. It's gone. The only person to die on January 6th at the Capitol grounds was Ashley Babbitt. She was shot. She was killed. She was unarmed and she was shot and killed by a plainclothes Capitol Police officer. A police officer who, by the way, was disciplined in 2019 for leading, leaving a loaded Glock inside the men's restroom. Left his service weapon loaded, just sitting there. He pulled his gun on an unarmed American citizen and killed her. And liberals came out of the woodwork. Yes, they should have all got that. She got what she deserved. She knew what she was getting into. 
They should have all been killed. Yes, people said that. If you're just watching the take here, the clip, watch the full episode. It's worth it. At least the first part. I feel strongly about this. Ashley Babbitt was 35 years old. She was a 12-year veteran. She served in Iraq and Afghanistan. She received medals, the Iraq Campaign Medal and the Global War on Terror Expeditionary Medal. She was a business owner. She had dreams. She had a life to live. And it was taken from her. And the cop who took it from her didn't even get disciplined. Nothing. He shot an unarmed citizen. Black cop, by the way. Shot an unarmed white person. Imagine if that had been reversed. The outcry that would have happened from the left. Or maybe not. Because they want to gaslight you and make you believe that what happened on January 6th is something that was completely different than what actually did happen. No police officers lost their lives that day. They paraded them out. They did a dog and pony show. Joe Biden did it. Hakeem Jeffries did it. And it's all a lie. Every single bit of it is a lie. No police officers died. The only person who died on January 6th was Ashley Babbitt. And the press never talks about her. The speaker race. McCarthy is our new speaker of the House. We have a narrow margin in the House of Representatives. Our first bill to come up is going to be to defund the 87,000 new IRS agents. We got a lot of concessions. The Conservative Freedom Caucus got a lot of concessions. Hey, take the win. I agree with Dan Bongino. Take the win. We got a lot of concessions that are going to help on the rules committees. We're going to get votes on things. We're not going to have any more $1.7 trillion omnibus bills that are made, decided on by a handful of people behind closed doors and everybody else just rubber stamps it. No, no, no. Bills are going to be decided. Spending bills are going to be decided individually. They're going to get debated on the House floor. What happened last week on the House was not chaos. What happened last week in the House was democracy. That was a representative government. 20 people held their ground to represent those that elected them and sent them back there to do exactly what they did. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And it should be celebrated, not demonized. Those commies on the left, they lie. It's what they do. We've got some of those on the right. Dan Crenshaw comes to mind. That guy is a horrible, horrible politician. I thank him for his service to his country. He gave his eye serving his country. But I tell you what, as a politician, as a human being, he's a P.O.S. My opinion. It's my show. I can have it. Anyway, if you've just been listening on the radio, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. You can watch the whole video and all the all the receipts that I threw out there today. Catch me on all the socials at the nun report, except TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. 
or just go to my website, thenenreport.com. You can click in to everything right there. I'm on lots of podcasts, Apple, Google, Twitch, whatever. I'm out there. Anyway, thanks again for watching. Without you, it's nothing. Until next time, as always, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.